Alright guys, so welcome back to another episode of The Tea with Tina. Today's episode should be an interesting one. So I stumbled, I always try to look up current events in the health and fitness realm to see if there's anything relative to chat about. And I actually came across this article from today about the top 5 diets for 2023 according to the US News and World Report. So let's kind of review these, especially the health and fitness professional. And as somebody who preaches, you know, to do what works best for you, I'm just curious to see what the U.S. News and World Report has to say and, you know, what these diets are. So let me go over the five best overall diets that they say for 2023. Number one is the Mediterranean diet. They said that this is the best diet for the sixth year in a row. The DASH diet and flexitarian diet were tied for number two. The MIND diet, looks like there's a lot of acronyms here, and the TLC diet. The Mediterranean diet also ranked first in several other categories, including best diet for bone and joint health, best family-friendly diet, best diet for healthy eating, and best plant-based diet. Weight Watchers ranked first in best weight loss diet and best diet program. Uh, When we talk about the Mediterranean diet, it's more of a lifestyle and therefore we can talk about how to apply it to a variety of cuisines. You're looking at foods that are high in fiber and whole grains and it includes a lot of whole foods and moderate amounts of healthy fat. So before we dive into the individual diets, um, one thing I'm going to look for is if I feel like these diets were maybe like someone paid their way in, you know what I mean? It's like a marketing thing versus like, are these legitimately based off of like science and and not a gimmick, right? Um, Weight Watchers, I'm curious. I do believe Weight Watchers is super popular. And if we water it down, Weight Watchers is simply macro tracking, but in their own system. And I appreciate it. it. For people who who think that calories, like, can get overwhelming to look at the calories and the macros, they use points. So it's very simple, um, and it's a nice way to kind of visualize stuff. And they do have zero-point foods, which I kind of like the concept of, because, like, let's say, you know, an apple's a zero-point food, which means you can eat as much as you want. And hypothetically, like, you're fine because nobody got fat eating too many apples okay so I do like concepts like that um however you know there are some risks in saying that it could be restrictive you know it is still a diet and it's still like a Weight Watchers brand you know you do have to pay for a subscription their subscription you have to use their system there are Weight Watcher approved foods and Weight Watcher recipes so it's you know it's one of those things that transitioning off of Weight Watchers might be a little bit more difficult because like what do you do if Weight Watchers went away today the system was gone you couldn't use it how would you adapt that's why I personally like just like general tracking of calories um, and macros and there is a big scale of how strict you can get and how loose you can get with it um, you just have to know you know put a little bit of effort into it and you can literally use it with anything because we base it off of literally a nutrition label and stuff that's never gonna go away um so it's always gonna be there but those are my thoughts on Weight Watchers I don't think it's a bad program I think a lot of people it works well for but the big thing is to think of are you going to be able to safely transition out of this and do it on your own without the help of Weight Watchers where you're not always in that diet mindset that's what I want you to think about okay so 
Anyways, let's get into the other diets. So let's see. This year, the publication's panel of 30 experts evaluated 24 different diets and eating plans and how they perform in 11 categories. In the past, they examined 40 diets, but that number changed for a variety of reasons. If you actually look at the list of diets, you'll see that many of the ones that we had ranked last year actually still exist. They've been incorporated into one of the 24 ranked diets. For example, vegan and vegetarian, we used to always have them as separate ranked diets. There, these... There are a variety of reasons why we wove them into all our diets, and I think the big reasons are that there's been an increasing move toward plant-forward eating. Of course, um, other diets fell out of favor. The Health Management Resources Program no longer exists, and then there's some commercial diets where the founders of the companies no longer support the diet. Oh, that's good. We felt it didn't make sense to rank them anymore. Okay, so that's fair, right? That's good. I'm glad. Uh, that they did that because they kind of look into the scamminess of it, right? And the U.S. News included two new categories in which they rank diets. Best family-friendly diets and best diets for bone and joint health. Okay. Um, always looking for new health conditions to make sense to examine. Um, vitamin D, vitamin K, promoting physical activity. Family-friendly because we got to include the kids and things like that. Different ages, activity levels, and health conditions. They're also looking at sustainability. Um, diets that perform poorly, including the raw food diet. Oh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> keto. Ooh, keto. Perform, perform badly. And Atkins, because it's like you have to buy only their food, require people to cut out foods and often include a lot of rules. This makes it tough for people to sustain them in the long run. These very low-carb diets are very popular because people can have pretty significant results really quickly. And just a side note, so you know... Low-carb diets have quick results, mainly because when you eat carbs, it makes you store water in your muscles. So when you don't have carbs, you're kind of dehydrating yourself and dropping a lot of the water weight, so you're going to see results quickly. On top of that, a lot of carb-based foods have a lot of sugar, and like I said, a lot of carbs and a lot of calories, and a lot of the times they're empty, unless you have the complex carbs, which are the more healthier carbs. So that's another reason, like, if you cut out carbs, you're probably cutting out, like, cookies, chips, all these empty carb foods, and of course, you're gonna, it's going to be lower calorie, you're going to see results, lower sugar. So there's a couple things at play there, um, for sure, as into why. And while people might feel pleased with their initial weight loss, experts say it's often not long-lasting. Yes, they're not sustainable. Carbs are things that people find bring them a lot of comfort. They're the base of a lot of traditional diets in a lot of different cultures. They're easy to grow and offer a very nurturing feeling. Yes, and I also feel like it's also an internal thing as well to like carb up when it's like colder out, like a caveman thing to store fat for the winter and things like that. Um... I'm curious with keto because you're eating things like butter and carbs and stuff like what are people's like um, cholesterol levels when they do keto you know or like the all meat diet. I'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't I thought they were going to go into detail about the types of diets but they didn't so it looks like I'm going to have to look them up myself. So Mediterranean diet is I, I think I agree that it's it's definitely up there as number one. 
So the Mediterranean diet is a diet inspired by the eating habits of people who live near the Mediterranean Sea. When initially formulated in the 1960s, it drew on the cuisine of Greece, Italy, France, Spain, and the Ottoman Empire. Um, So pretty much it revolves around plant-based foods such as whole grains, vegetables, legumes, fruits, nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices are the foundation of the diet. There's a lot of healthy fats in there as well, like olive oil, oils, um... Let's see. Foods not allowed include processed red meats, heavily processed foods, refined grains, alcohol, butter, and refined processed hydrogenated oils. So that is interesting. I mean, you're eliminating a lot of the bad stuff. Um, It's kind of funny that there's almost a lack of protein in here, but you are eating more like hunter-gatherer natural foods. And I mean, the Mediterranean, there's been so many studies, the closer you live to the equator, the longer you're going to live. I don't know if it's the a combination of the diet, the air, the low stress lifestyle, um, but it is, it works. The DASH diet, I feel like I've heard it before to help with like blood pressure. Um, it does seem like it's something that's very similar to the Mediterranean diet. It's supposed to help lower blood pre- plus blood cholesterol <laughs> or blood pressure and bad cholesterol. Um, So basically eating more vegetables, fruits, whole grains, um, fat-free or low-fat dairy, fish, poultry, beans, nuts and seeds, and vegetable oils. These are actually more what I would think would align with the Mediterranean diet. And definitely limit um, fatty meats, full-fat dairy, sugar-sweetened beverages, sweets, and sodium intake. I mean, I essentially do this. I mean, I eat a little bit more meat, I would say. Um... I try to go for, like, bison and uh, venison if I can, even, like, lamb. Um, definitely limit my sugar-sweetened beverages, and I try to go for healthier sweets. Sodium, I don't pay a whole a, t- a lot of attention to just because I drink a lot of water and you do need some sodium. Um, but if you have, like, you know, high blood pressure or something like that, I'd recommend definitely, like, low sodium. But Dash, probably not a bad deal either. I've never actually heard of the flexitarian diet, but this is what Google tells me. Flexitarian diet is a play on two words, flexible and vegetarian. While no single definition has been adopted, the flexitarian diet can be generally defined as a semi-vegetarian plant-forward diet that incorporates dairy and eggs and allows the room for meat from time to time. This could be a great option for somebody who is trying to be more vegetarian. So I enjoy that. Like if you're trying to just be more plant-based in general, like maybe you have a meatless Monday. Um, I do support that. Like I like the non-black and white approach. Um, so that's actually pretty cool. Like I think that's something that I would probably be able to do. You know, you You center your meals around plants, um, which gives you a lot of great micronutrients, but you still allow yourself dairy and eggs, and you get a little bit of meat from time to time. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, that's that's a yes from Tina. Okay, so the MIND diet's kind of interesting. The MIND diet is designed to prevent dementia and loss of brain function as you age. Um, It combines the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet to create a dietary pattern that focuses specifically on brain health. With brain health, you're going to look at like a lot of omega fatty acids, like the healthier fats for sure, I think, Um, getting enough uh, nutrients. And it seems like it focuses on like X amount of servings of certain things like green leafy vegetables, all other vegetables eating them at different frequencies, like eat berries at least twice a week, definitely get nuts, healthy fats, 
um, olive oil, whole grains, fish, beans, poultry, and wine. Oh, I like that. No more than one glass a day, right? Um, so yeah, they focus more on servings, get X amount of servings per week of each thing, but really we're seeing a trend that it's focusing around Mediterranean. And I do think that Mediterranean is a good baseline on what to kind of do i mean the only thing that makes it tough is cultural like they said cultural differences you know if you have somebody who's hispanic and they have a certain style of eating it's gonna look different um or european like everybody has different food styles and they may not have things widely available to them in their grocery stores where they can eat this way um but it is still a good guideline i feel like to base off of because a lot of these you'll at least have some sort of access to. Lastly is the TLC diet. It looks like it's like a book, you know, so like just like the Dash diet, some guy created it, I guess. The TLC diet recommends limiting serving sizes or replacing foods high in saturated fat and cholesterol with healthier options. Okay, I can't even get mad with that. Um, so kind of, you know, control your portions. Fruits, vegetables, legumes, beans and lentils, nuts, whole grains, lower non-fat dairy products, fish, poultry without the skin, and in moderate amounts, lean meats are good options. So, and then, yeah, taking a look at stuff with high saturated fat. Like, for instance, I don't know if you guys knew this, but coconut oil, okay, I thought coconut oil was, like, amazing, which it is, but it's very high in saturated fat. And even though it's healthy, it's one of those things that I'm like, ah, oh, shoot, I can't use that all the time because that could potentially build up and cause my blood work to be a no-no. So just so you know, like, like take a look at your options because I feel like a lot of us don't really pay attention to the saturated fat or the cholesterol and things. Um, eggs, it's hit or miss. There's a lot of studies out there that show that some people are just more um vulnerable to like processing the cholesterol differently like we'll actually hold on to it and more of it'll get absorbed into our bloodstream while others can filter it out more efficiently so that's fun that's like a genetic component and stuff but you know every to each their own but it seems like the overwhelming consensus is mediterranean diet which i don't see why not you know the research is there um eat your vegetables your fruits beans and lentils nuts whole grains lower non-fat dairy products um i guess the meats they want more so with fish there is um you know room for meats the other red meats and things like that to try to limit it um poultry so chicken without skin um and some eggs even go for the egg whites because then that way you won't really get the cholesterol with it so yeah that's kind of cool that actually makes me happy i really thought it was going to be like a clickbaity article but no it was surrounded by some science and i think it's a good guideline um so if you are overwhelmed by tracking food i definitely recommend trying to follow something like this because you more so are replacing what you're eating with healthier options so you're more than likely gonna put yourself in a calorie deficit you're gonna feel better you're gonna feel fill any nutrient gaps you may have um and you're just gonna be healthier so that's pretty cool. I hope you enjoyed this little breakdown from me. And if you did, be sure to give it a share. Give it a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And until next week, guys, we will chat soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye now.